The title of this morning's message is God, Jesus Came for the Messes. When I was in seminary, there was an early morning Eucharist for Episcopal students. And one day when I was there, I had a really nasty cold. When the time came for passing the peace, I'd been sneezing and coughing, and I may have even had a fever. And so as people came toward me, I folded my arms across my chest and said, I'm sorry, I'm sick. I I don't want you to catch it. Most people demurred gratefully, and some even cast me a glance of pity. But not this guy named Joe. We weren't good friends. We would say hi to each other in the hallway, but we'd never really talked. But when I gave him my spiel, he waved it away and enveloped me in a hug. He wasn't a huggy sort of guy, but he said, we're all the body of Christ. We share everything. (laughs) I don't know that he got sick. I don't think that he did. But almost a decade later, I still remember how he treated me not as a disease vector or as a hopeless mess of germs, but as a fellow child of God, a precious person with a divine spark. Each of us is here this morning because we know that it's where we need to be. We may not want to be here. It may not feel like a little Easter, as every Sunday is supposed to be celebrated like the first Sunday of the resurrection. We may not even be sure why we're here, except that it's what we always do. Or maybe we're just here for the chili at the annual meeting. So let me tell you why you are here. You are here because you are courageous. And by showing up this morning, you are acting against everything that you have been told and seen and heard outside those doors all week long. All week, you've been told that you're okay, you're going to be just fine, and If you need anything, just swing by Target or TJ Maxx or hop online to Amazon.com and every problem or mess that you have can be solved. You're here this morning because you know that that's a lie. You're here this morning because you know that you're a mess and that you can't figure out how to have peace on your own that you can't keep together this crazy life and all of the priorities and demands and responsibilities and needs and obstacles in your path on your own. You're here because you know that you need to escape this cycle. You're here because you know that you need to be told again the truth. Your presence here this morning is you admitting that you need help, that each of us needs help, that we need a savior. So brothers and sisters, I have good news. Close your eyes while you listen to these words. Jesus says, 
Jesus says. They're like, seriously, if you feel up to it, close your eyes. (laughs) (laughs) The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim release to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to let the oppressed go free, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Y'all can open your eyes again. Throughout Epiphany, Father Jordan and I are preaching through facets of who Jesus is. Today, in his hometown, Nazareth, where he was raised, as Luke says in the lesson, he does again like he did at the wedding at Cana last week. It's as if he's saying here in our gospel lesson this morning, well, I really blew the top off last week. I'm not in hiding anymore. I've come out on the stage, so I might as well just go for it. He picks up Isaiah one of the biggest prophets in Israelite history, a prophet whose message to the people sitting in the synagogue in front of Jesus, they would have identified with it very closely. And then Jesus drops this truth bomb. Today, this scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. Isaiah was a prophet back in Old Testament times, and he was God's mouthpiece while the people of Israel were in exile, while they had been kicked out of the land that that God had given them. You might say that they were captive and oppressed, and they were definitely poor. And that condition was not too much different from where the Israelites found themselves again in Jesus' time. Sure, they were back in the land that they had been given, more or less, but they were more like sharecroppers under the thumb of the Roman Empire, betrayed by some of their own Hebrew brothers and sisters who sided with the Romans in order to get better positions of power in the government. So Jesus stands up to read, And that action itself is not particularly exceptional. Any grown man who had been through the various rites and rituals of Judaism would have been eligible to stand up and read. And as the gospel writer Luke is quick to mention, Jesus didn't pick up the scroll of Isaiah. It was given to him. The word was given to him. Just like the word was given to Isaiah, just like the word is given to each one of us. Jesus receives this scroll, and he doesn't punt it. He came for the messes, and he walked straight into it. So here's the rub. It looks awfully clean around here, brothers and sisters. Out in the world, we're told all week long to cover up our messes, to hide our shame in the dark, to paint over our struggles and minimize our pain. 
And brothers and sisters, we brought some of that in here. Here into this sacred space where God opens his arms wide on the cross. Have you ever seen a bigger mess? We sometimes bring the lie that says that we can only be loved and accepted if we cover up our messes, even to the feet of Jesus. Adam and Eve covered up their messes with fig leaves, and we cover up our messes with glossing over and cheerfulness or keeping the closet doors closed or using mirrors to shift the shadows so that no one can see the mess in the corner of our minds or hearts. I'm not saying that you need to regurgitate your entire sordid history to the person in the pew next to you, but I am saying that humans need, God longs for us to enjoy truth and transparency. How are you? (laughs) That's honest. Out of the mouths of babes. Eh, work is hard these days. Maybe you don't say anymore. Maybe the truth is that you don't actually have any work. You don't have to say so, but Just telling that little bit of truth, letting yourself and the questioner be just a little bit uncomfortable in that shred of truth and light, that's where the Jesus inside of each of you is able to connect, able to enjoy that spark of light and growth, that spark of love, to start to massage some comfort into your captive soul. One Sunday last December, after a really, really good and truth-telling evening with a friend of mine, one that was really painful, too, one of the Daughters of the King, this amazing prayer group that we have at St. Augustine's, came up to me out of nowhere and said, you're sad about something. I'm going to pray for you, okay? She didn't nose around to try to figure out exactly what it was that was grieving my spirit or the juicy details of the situation. But she made sure that I felt seen in that moment and know that she was lifting me up to God. How can we pray for and see and love one another if we don't allow any of the scruffiness show it's something for people to hold on to if we keep ourselves slick as butter the divine spark inside each one of us has a much harder time grasping and holding on to and loving each other One of the things that I hear over and over from members of our congregation, young and old, people who have been here for years and people who have just shown up recently, is that they want so much to matter 
to one another, to know one another, to really be the body of Christ to each other. It's the most precious and earnest desire that a group of Jesus followers can have and what a privilege it is for us all to be a part of this community of faith, this people gathered here who want so much to know and love Jesus and to do that together. But again, my brothers and sisters, the rub is that we've got to be a little bit more messy. We've got to let just a little bit more of our scruffiness show. But guess what? We can start that today. We can make that change now. When you go into the hall for the parish meeting, remember as you choose your seat that each and every person in there loves Jesus and loves St. Augustine's Church, just like you. Remember that each person has a spark of the divine in them, that each person whose eyes you meet holds Jesus in their heart and is just another person, just another person like you, a person with messes, a person struggling as a captive, a person redeemed, by the blood of Jesus, a person who knows they need a savior. Today and this year, let's let ourselves be a little bit messy, even here on Sunday mornings. Jesus said, it is the sick who need a physician, not the healthy. And the truth is that we are all sick. Amen.